Hello and welcome to the Work of All Being podcast. I'm Amy from The Wellness Strategy and I'm your host and sometimes just the person you're going to listen to talk. We have a range of episodes. If you haven't already dived into those, please go ahead and do so. But what this podcast really is about is giving you insights into different things that support well-being that perhaps we don't always think of. We have a range of guests who are going to broaden our understanding and experience on what well-being actually looks like, especially in the workplace. And I too will be sharing with you tips, insights, strategies, and just my overall thinking and ramblings. So hang out with us as much as you can, learn as much as you can. And if there's anything you want me to speak of or a guest you want me to interview, absolutely let me know because this is the work of well-being, which means all of us are here together to do the work that matters most so you can have a thriving, fulfilling life both in and out of the workplace. Hello, wonderful people. How are you? It's been a little while. I um, took a week off there, or maybe it's been two since we published an episode. That's just what happens sometimes. Um, Not because I don't love this, but because I took a little trip to Bali, which was delightful, uh, if I'm honest. And I just learned so many things about myself on that trip. Um, You know, as an educator, I've always had to plan holidays around school holidays because, you know, that's the time we get off, which is great. But to be able to have the option to just go when I felt like I needed it was, I suppose I've never had that in my career. I've never had the ability to take a holiday um, at a time where I feel like I need to escape. Um, and when I say escape, what I was escaping from actually was my physical environment. I needed an environmental change to be able to start my second book. I um, am definitely someone who is easily distracted in the home from things like cleaning out cupboards to going to the gym to seeing friends. It's it's my normal routine and pattern. And so I know when I uh, write like when I wrote my first book, I locked myself in a room for four days, which I didn't really want to do again. So now I've started, uh, it's it's going to happen. I can see that, although I am going to restructure the entire thing after doing 20,000 words, but my publisher nor I am surprised by that. But I think what really stood out for me on this trip away was that we can get so caught up in the busyness of day-to-day life that we don't make moments or time for stillness or breath or introspection. And it occurred to me (laughs) that I fill my day with busy moments um, because I need to, because um, it's part of the work that I do. And I am someone that does work. You know, I work in intense blocks and I do love that sense of um, working fast and ticking stuff off my list and getting things done. Like I really can be quite motivated and energized by things like time blocking and just getting in and, and getting stuff done. I when I procrastinate, know that that's usually because I'm lacking in confidence or my thoughts aren't clear around something or I'm just doing a task that I really don't want to do, like I don't know, reconciling finances and spreadsheets. But I think what became more apparent, which kind of sounds so, like sounds funny coming out of my mouth for someone who talks about this stuff and presents on it, is that I underestimated perhaps how much stillness and slowness I still need to build into my day and I think that's partly because I am a really routine person so you know I use Brendan Bouchard's high performance planners I think they're fantastic and what what he does in those is he provides a kind of a two-page spread for each day where you get to think about morning mindset and evening journal and then your day is broken up to 30 minute 
intervals and I love that that's how I time block my day uh, so each evening or morning I sit down and plan the day in those 30 minute sections but I also think that in some way that because I see that as a working day I don't plan in those moments of stillness and rest and I really do need to plan them in I'm saying I need to plan them in because what I learned when I was away was that with a little bit of time and flexibility because I was traveling by myself uh, to be able to put those moments in when I felt like it, it really showed me how much that those small pieces throughout the day rather than just a huge bit in the morning or evening add value to things like creativity, productivity, open-mindedness, being able to think. And so I've been playing with this idea. I've been playing with this since I got back from Bali, but also thinking about it in terms of, I think in the past and now, like how do I build more moments of stillness into my day? And so I've been trying a few things like eating my lunch or sometimes breakfast um, outside without my phone because I have this terrible habit of always looking at my phone like many of us do. I'm eating lunch, I'm looking at social media, um, I'm just taking a mind break and I'm just on my phone really for no reason. So doing things like putting my phone in another room so I can be really present on the work that I'm doing, then having a stillness um, moment or break before I go and collect my phone, which I know sounds like something that you'd all expect I would be doing, but I'm not because I'm human and it's the humanness of it. Um, And I think, no, I interviewed the amazing Sue Langley. She'll be on next week's episode. Uh, She was my teacher during my diploma of positive psychology she runs learn with sue which is an amazing platform like just so many things um just she's one person i honestly am fascinated by because she has the ability to just recall research and scientific language and words that i couldn't even pronounce let alone remember and it's totally mind-blowing but you know talking to her about well-being really is work and all we're doing along the way sorry, now I'm yawning, <laughs> is, um, is building our toolkit and asking, does this serve me? Does it not? What can I draw upon from my toolkit? And when do I need to use it? And also knowing that life is going to throw adversity and challenge and downs along with ups because that just is life. And so what do we have in our toolkit to help us move through that or to prolong um, our ability to sustain a healthy mindset? You know, positive psychology is not about never feeling sad or just thinking happy thoughts, that's toxic positivity and that's not what we promote at all. It's about having strategies and tools that help us remain positive to stay in that forward-thinking way of being, to help us flourish in life. And so sometimes it's even down to those little moments we find in our day to hack things like productivity, creativity, solutions-focused, open-mindedness, all of those things. And so my reflection on that is really being intentional about perhaps things that don't support that, like that really don't be allow me, don't allow me to feel that or to have those moments of flourishing or even productivity or feeling good because I'm I haven't quite got that balance of being able to have moments of stillness throughout my day. And I was thinking about this in regards to when I was teaching. You know, when I was an educator and then many of you would have heard my chronic stress journey. And if you hadn't go and um listen to my podcast uh, in, well, you're listening to it now, but one of the early episodes where I do talk about this um, because I think I underestimated the value of stillness. In fact, I thought I didn't even have time for it, that I wasn't worthy of it, that productive 
successful, accomplished people are never still. It's definitely one of those stories that I'm actually still working through. As I've said this out loud now, I realise what is happening. That old um, pattern or story that I tell myself around successful people are always doing something uh, has just creeped up again in this way. That's what's happening. So there's a little bit of an insight into how I coach myself um, because now what my brain's doing is asking myself, do I really believe that? And the answer is no. And so if I didn't really believe that, what would I do? I'd give myself permission to have stillness, breaks. So and what would that look like during the day? It would look like, um, you know, every hour or so taking a moment just to be still, to breathe, to check in with myself, to stand in the sun, maybe do a little bit of breath work or meditation or um, moving my work items around a little bit so I can have those moments. Why am I not doing that? Because I think successful people have to work all the time. Wow. So that's really, um, that's what happens when you become really, I think, skilled in this, in, um, in your own self-awareness and ability to coach and question. So just becoming really curious with what's happening. Now, because I've done this for years and I've learned about human behavior and I'm now studying with a psychologist in some of these aspects, I can do that quite quickly. But um initially I didn't even know it existed I didn't even know that these were things so I've worked with coaches numerous coaches throughout my I suppose last gosh 10 years or so and still to this day do because as one of my um, coaches says you know it's um same devil different level and that's just what happened in that quick moment of insight I shared with you around successful people always working so I've, I've still got work to do on that I thought I got rid of it but apparently I haven't Anyway, what I was talking about, let's go back because that's a tangent, like a little um, brain moment there, was when I was teaching and as teachers, days can just be such a whirlwind. They can be so, um, the word that's coming to mind is chaotic, but it's like normalized chaos if there's such a thing. And so... I didn't even contemplate the idea of stillness in my day. I just thought it would be impossible because we're too busy with these jam-packed, endless tasks of things we have to do, responsibilities and commitments, and our time isn't always our own time. And so that meant there was kind of zero space for a moment of calm in my day, if I think about it now. Or did I just tell myself that there was zero space? I'm not sure. I know when I went through my chronic stress, which happened over a number of years because that's what chronic stress is and that's what burnout is. It's not something that, you know, you just feel on Friday. Um, my great, my episode with Jenny, Dr. Jenny Brooks unpacks this, so I'd recommend that if you want to know more about the stress spectrum and burnout. But, you know, there came a turning point when I had to really start to understand that these moments were super important. And that was when I did things like, had to stop training at the gym and go to a play-based gym where I learned to do headstands and things, which was super fun. Um, stop putting so much pressure on myself in terms of getting up at 5 a.m. and let my body rest. I had to do all of that. And so during this period of kind of healing through chronic stress, I did start to understand that everything wasn't urgent and that it was okay to say no and it was okay to walk away from tasks or not reply to an email instantly, which I will admit now, like... <laughs> If you sent me an email and I haven't replied in like 24 hours, sometimes it's not because I'm busy. Sometimes it's just because like I feel like I don't have the capacity to reply to that right now because I'm choosing not to. I would never have done that um, a couple of years ago. And so these little, I suppose, moments I've become comfortable with, I know for many um, is, are still challenging. And it's because it's this journey that I've been through, as I mentioned before, about working with coaches, being a coach myself, coaching other people, 
and knowing and hearing those little things that we might say, like I just like to roll off our tongue, that actually are beliefs rather than truths. And so during this kind of healing process where I went from crazy chronic stress to more normal flourishing and functioning, I did start to understand the importance of moments of peace and renewal throughout my day. I did start to build them in. But interestingly, as I'm speaking to you, this is a super vulnerable moment, by the way, like what I'm realizing is that even though at that point in time I knew it, we can so easily fall back into old patterns and habits. And that's what's happened to me. I think I've been cramming my day um, with so many different things because I want to deliver and have impact and add value and show up and serve you and do all of these things. And because of that, it means that I haven't been really embracing stillness as I need to. Um, and even when I ha- do have the opportunity to, my phone is in my hand, so I need to get rid of that. What I am okay with, though, are some things that help me to be able to do this. Like I said, I'm okay with leaving emails un- unanswered because they're just like things aren't all urgent. Um, I've also really developed my understanding and definition of what enough is. You know, I often get asked, when is enough really enough? Like, when can we switch off? And so we, we have to decide for ourselves, you know, Sometimes near enough actually is good enough or sometimes the 100% that I want to achieve today is actually 80% and I'm okay with that. We have to be able to really step back from thinking that everything needs to be perfect because what we then are doing is creating space and in that space we can find stillness. Now the beautiful thing about stillness, and I'm not talking just about being still, I'm talking about letting our mind rest, turning our cognitive Uh, load off in terms of working for a moment I'm talking about maybe physically being still is that when we take a breather both physically and mentally it helps us to recharge so it's almost like you know close you know when your laptop is working really hard and the battery's going and your laptop's getting hot and then you hear the fan come on to try and cool down and you think oh gosh I better like close my laptop for 10 minutes so I can just have a moment to refresh and like chill out we need to do that ourselves. We need to close our own lid. We need to give ourselves a moment to chill so that we can recharge and come back and function properly. And so when we do take that breather, the benefits of that exist both physically and mentally. Now, the interesting thing is that sometimes we think we can't do that or we can't do it because we don't have time or because we don't have half an hour. It doesn't even need to be half an hour. It can be, it can be as little as three minutes. The science and evidence behind things like meditation and breath work Uh, say that three minutes is enough so if you just close your eyes for three minutes maybe you're doing um, a deep inhale deep exhale for three minutes a box breath for in hold for four for out hold for four Um, some of my favorite breaths are actually what we call part breathing so um, an eight part inhale and an eight part exhale so you inhale in eight short breaths and then you exhale in eight short breaths Uh, all through the nose. That's some of my favorites that I do just for a few minutes because it's those moments of pauses where we refuel our creativity, where we refuel our productivity, where we perhaps have some mental clarity on things that were clouding us. And this is what allows us to keep going. What we actually do instead, and maybe this is just me, but like I mentioned, cram our day with so much and then try and recuperate with an hour or two of an evening. And that cycle and that pattern just isn't enough when we're going beyond depletion. You know, it's like, think of it in terms of uh, if you have solar in your house. And so 
what we're actually doing is depleting our solar and getting the, the recharge or the generator to kick in and then it's nearly running to empty and then we're rebooting both of those things at once. It's like in an ideal world, we'd all have solar and it would never run out and we'd be feeding back into the grid and the battery would always be full and even at night time, our battery would still be full. We wouldn't be needing to rely on those, uh, on electricity really, or anything artificial for us. But that is what is happening. We're burning our solar out and then relying on other energy sources that aren't that great for us. Um, and so we want to ask, how do we continually recharge throughout the day? What are those little moments? So, you know, as I mentioned, things like standing in, in the sun and letting the sun uh, and the warmth on your face is a really great way, not only for things like vitamin D, but it helps to rebalance our, our circadian rhythm for sleep. It helps to um, increase those endorphins or feel good hormones and energy. Those types of things are really important for us. It could be gratitude if that's your thing. Um, gratitude's not my thing, meditation is. It's finding your thing, right? It could be going for a walk um, around the block or around your school perimeter or workplace, eating lunch outside, uh, finding. I, I think about um, a few schools I worked in and, you know, staff rooms are staff rooms that are inside. And I just used to find little quiet nooks or places. There's always places where kids aren't allowed. Finding little places where kids weren't allowed, where as teachers, we could eat our lunch outside in a space. Um, I say where kids aren't allowed because you really don't want to be having your lunch break with like 25-year-olds running around um, or 25-year-olds, 25-year-olds. <laughs> um, sorry if you're 25. I clearly am not. Uh, so you, you don't want, just don't want to be in a space where you're surrounded by lots of people. Um, there's nothing wrong with 25-year-olds. That's not what I'm saying. I just mean you want to choose those spaces where you're going to hang out with like your colleagues and people you want to be around. And I'm assuming for many of us, that's not our students. So where can we do that? And there are spaces in schools where we can do that. But again, it's learning and giving ourselves permission to do it. And I think about when I first started doing this and perhaps even now as I reflect on my day, um, you know, sometimes we get unsure about these things. We think actually slowing down is the opposite to being productive. But this idea of stillness is just so essential to our functioning. You know, it, it prevents us from getting caught up in the rush of things and allows us to reflect on how our day is, you know. So taking those breaths or standing in the sun or eating lunch outside, that stillness is where we find balance amidst the crazy chaos of a day, you know. And it's a reminder to really just pause and it's a reminder that, hey, we do have answers and insights within us, but we can't hear them. We don't know them. We can't respond to them if we're always too busy moving. We actually need to allow that stillness to come because, you know, stillness isn't doing nothing. It's actually a strategic move that helps us grow and come back stronger. It's almost like a, a piece of resilience within us that we can utilize being still so that we can... You know, sometimes I even like to put my hands on my heart or I like to just sit with my hands in my lap and I close my eyes. Even as I'm saying this, I'm closing my eyes. You know, I like to close my eyes and just ask myself, how do I feel right now? Like, do I feel busy? Do I feel rushed? How's my body feel? How's my, how's my mental load? How's my mental health? How do I feel in my head? And how's, how's my emotional heart? How do I, how's my emotional health? How do I feel in my heart? You know, our heart and soul space are as emotions and our our brain, our, our mind is our mental health. And so I tap into those two spaces. And then I also ask my physical body, how does it feel and what does it need? And I get become really curious about those and what might show up because it's, it's through that introspection that we 
find insights into what we might need to keep moving forward, but also what we might need to change. And so for me right now, it's those little moments of rest that I'm not having during the day that actually my body's asking for. I also want to share with you some questions that can really help with this um, reflection on stillness and what you think about stillness, like I've shared with you. Um, my Me telling myself that it means you always have to be busy if you're successful or a great teacher or leader, and that's not true, but that thought popping up again and I didn't realise. So here are some things I want you to consider. You know, what does stillness actually mean to you? Because if every time I've said stillness and you replace it with doing nothing, um, or it needing to be a long period of time. That's something I invite you to reflect on. Can you think of a time where you recognized you needed a break from those daily tasks? And what did you do about that? Did you do anything? Did you not do anything? How'd you respond to that? Um, how do you typically react when you're stressed? What happens in those periods of busyness? Do you push through or do you give yourself permission to take a break or even small breaks? We know small things add up to big things. Yeah. So what challenges do you face when you might attempt to incorporate moments of stillness? Are there any specific barriers that stop you from doing that? Like I've shared, I, I actually, because I plan my day for every single minute, I actually don't plan in stillness. And so that is not actually working for me at the moment. What are the benefits that could come from intentionally creating spaces of these calm moments and also giving yourself time to reflect when things are busy? I suppose this podcast, what I've just done with you is reflected as I've been recording and you can hear some of those, those reflections that I've had just from giving myself a moment to pause and ask myself these questions while I'm recording. I'm very vulnerable, but that's what happens when we do these things. And are there any activities or practices that might help you feel grounded in these moments of stillness? Like I mentioned, just how I close my eyes and do some deep breathing or put my hands on my heart or have the sun on my face. Those things are very um, much in line with what I do, but it's about finding what works for you. And then can you embrace stillness to influence your overall well-being and a sense of fulfillment? How would you go about that? These questions are actually in my uh, latest LinkedIn article, which I'll pop in the show notes for you. So you can check those out if you want to look at them. Feel free to use them to facilitate meaningful conversations or discussions or use them as personal reflection and just ponder them and see how you go. Um, and give yourself permission to find moments of stillness during the day because that is that is how we really can recharge and i think so many of us are programmed to push 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 you know till four or five o'clock uh, or even later and then go home and do house stuff and then only rest once everything is done and the more i learn about well-being and the more i look at um, human behavior and just so many aspects of it which i won't dive into um from especially from a research lens is that we're not designed to do that and when we think about things like stress or burnout or why we might be struggling or what's getting in the way uh, or anything to do with that, it's it's often related to the fact that we don't provide ourselves enough time for stillness to be able to really reflect on those moments throughout the day and we, we save them until the end and that's not always great for us. All right, lovely people, I'm going to leave you there. I'm going to go have a moment of stillness myself. Um, I just realized I didn't have my microphone plugged in for this entire episode. So we'll see how the sound is. Hopefully it works. Um, and if you do need anything, please reach out. Otherwise, I will see you uh, somewhere soon in the next, who knows, episode, day, week, month, year, whenever that may be. Otherwise, have a wonderful and a beautiful morning, evening, night, whatever time of day is for you. And I will see you somewhere soon.
Okay, so it's not quite the end. We couldn't wrap this up without giving a shout out to our socials. So please make sure you head over to Facebook and follow us at The Wellness Strategy with Amy Green or join our exclusive Facebook group, The Wellness Strategy Collective. You can find us on Insta at underscore The Wellness Strategy and also head to our website to find out more about us and subscribe to our weekly newsletter at www.thewellnessstrategy.com.au. So much gratitude. See you somewhere soon. Let's do this again.